Good afternoon, friends, and a very warm welcome to this Goodwill Meditation Group webinar for August the 25th. My name's Steve Nation, and I'm from the New York office of World Goodwill. The theme that we're going to be working with today explores the relation between goodwill as an energy, the energy of goodwill, the Aegis wisdom, its vision of the plan, and the Wogobul program, the cycle of conferences. Shortly, we'll begin with the goodwill meditation, and this will be followed by some thoughts from my co-worker in our London office, Dominic Dibble, um, on goodwill and the cycle of conferences. And then he'll be followed by Florian Harvey, a co-worker from the Geneva office, who will be speaking about the cycle of conferences and the plan. And then we'll conclude with time for the sharing of insights and reflections from all of us who are on the call. Let's just begin now with um, by really coming together as a group, as one group in consciousness, focused and fused with a moment of poised silence. Thank you for that. The Cycle of Conferences Visualization Initiative is another workable project. Um, and the visualization focuses on key global gatherings where different participants in human evolution are coming together to ponder, negotiate, and plan the global response to the hazards and crises of our time. There's just an infinite range of ongoing conferencing taking place at this time of transition. And through the cycles um, visualization process, we can work together as a group, shining a light on the ideas and principles that are at the heart of the conference that's being focused on. This is really such important work, and I don't know of any other initiative that gets a group together to look beyond the policies and the specific issues being negotiated and to imagine the central principle that is drawing humanity forward and imaginatively linked with the forces of light flowing through this principle. It's easy to think of the stakeholders in these conferences, you know, the different participants, governments, business, civil movements, many large organizations, cities, and so on. It's, it's easy to think of these stakeholders simply as players in some political game, with each trying to get the best deal for their own interests. And of course, there's always some truth in this. But at the same time, something else is happening at these conferences because participants amongst every stakeholder group who genuinely are seeking the best outcome for all meet each other and interact at the event. Ideas intersect and something happens. Visions and understandings of what is possible begin to coalesce. The will is evoked. And so it is that through these gatherings, the higher ideas and principles of the Aquarian age 
are becoming grounded and anchored in new patterns of international relations, economics, law, and social structure. You can find out more about the Cycles Initiative at wogabu.org slash cycles. And I think that um, Michael will place that link in the chat box. So friends, let's proceed with the Goodwill Meditation. Um, you can, um, let's proceed with the Goodwill Meditation. Link up and thought to all those people throughout the world working with this Goodwill Meditation Group. Remember, there are those of us who are on this call, and there are many others who have been doing, working with this Goodwill Meditation every Wednesday. And so we stand as one group in consciousness, one group mind. And as points within this group, reflect upon the fact of relationship. incredible lines of relationship that each one of us is engaged with. Our family. We live within a community. And we're related to our nation. And we're also related to the world of nations where each nation is in relationship with each other. Beyond this, we're related to the one humanity, all races and all nations, one kingdom in nature. And holding this vast net of relationship in mind, 
Let us sound together the mantra of unification. Just wait for the slide to change. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Reflect upon your own and humanity's relationship with all those beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart. The spiritual hierarchy of saints, rishis, bodhisattvas and masters honored by all the world's religions and spiritual groups. Ponder this higher level of relationship. And imagine that we are standing together within the center of the spiritual hierarchy. And that as a group, we're immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. This heart of love is known by many names. For some, it is referred to as the Christ. And other faiths have other names for the one at the center, Maitreya the Mahdi, the Kalki Avatar, and so on. Immersed in the consciousness 
of the heart of love. And maintaining this high point of contact, let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active. And from the deepest center of the self, use the affirmation in the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. And now visualize the energy of love flowing from the spiritual hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill throughout the world and into the hearts and minds of all people, infusing them with goodwill and creating loving and harmonious human relationships. Now meditate on ways in which this energy of goodwill can grow 
and be nurtured within humanity, creating right human relations and restoring peace on earth. What can be done to spread goodwill? Realize that through this meditation work, we are helping to build a channel between humanity and the spiritual hierarchy, a channel through which energy of goodwill may flow, uniting humanity, enabling humanity to solve its problems and healing all differences and cleavages.
and linking in thought with the vast numbers of men and women of goodwill all over the world. As a group, we sound the great invocation using the adapted version. We use these words with deliberation and with full commitment to their meaning. Knowing that as we do this, we are radiating the potent energies of the invocation to humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh. Oh. Thank you, friends. Thank you for that piece of work. So it's now my pleasure to welcome um, my two colleagues from London and Geneva. And we're first of all going to hear from Dominic, Dominic Dibble from London, who will speak about the goodwill um, and the cycle of conferences. Dom, over to you. Thank you, Steve. 
Thank you again to everyone for that beautiful piece of work. And now, as Steve indicated, um, we'll be looking at <coughs> the cycle of conferences, which is a program of Walker Will and how it relates to goodwill and think about some of the connections that are between the goodwill meditation work and the cycle of conferences initiative and i'm guessing that you know some of you at least probably already particip participate in the cycle of conferences but for those who don't and for those who are unfamiliar the key idea <clears throat> is the the energizing of the thought forms which are produced at the various international gatherings taking place around the world. And those who participate receive an email. It's all done by email, which briefly outlines the nature of the event and some of the key principles which are involved in the discussions that are going on and the attempts to arrive at resolutions and um, various international instruments. Accompanying this email, there's a small selection of quotations from both the Ageless Wisdom and Contemporary Thinkers. And also a key part of it is the visualization, which is contains a relevant seed thought. Now, you may notice that I place the emphasis on the thought forms that the conferences exist to engender or to promote, to advance. In that sense, there is a, a difference from the goodwill meditation, which, as we know, through participating, is deeply concerned with strengthening the vast network of relationships in which we are all encompassed. And this network is itself a great and enduring thought form, which we could say is the primary medium uh, through which goodwill is, is transmitted in the world. And it's really from that angle that we work in the goodwill meditation. We empower this energy of love and action to build right relations with everyone we contact. Now, in contrast, the thought forms we work with in the cycle of conferences are smaller, in a sense. They're more specific, more focused. <clears throat> they look at one particular aspect of the plan. For example, climate change. So we will be working with climate change in November at the upcoming 26th Conference of the Parties in Glasgow. A very important meeting. And the energy with which we seek to empower these diverse thought forms is the higher analogue of goodwill, the will to good, which finds its point of origin in the centre where the will of God is known, Shambhala. <clears throat> now, this might make the cycle of conferences work sound very lofty and abstract, but at the same time, it is actually also very deeply human and very much concerned with grounding the higher vision in goodwill action. 
let's consider for a moment what the word conference means. If you trace back its, its uh, etymology, you come back to the idea of carrying something together or even to give birth to something together. This is what conferences, gatherings and meetings all provide the opportunity to do, <clears throat> to jointly bear witness to possible futures and to accept some part, however small, in the collective responsibility of bringing these futures into being. Many of us will have had opportunities of this kind, easier obviously pre-pandemic, to attend such gatherings. And what's often immediately obvious amongst participants is the palpable sense of goodwill, the enthusiasm to create better outcomes for the group or groups with which the conference is concerned. And as our problems become more global, <clears throat> so too the recognition is growing that our collective responsibilities are also extending beyond group national boundaries to the whole planet. We are increasingly waking up to the interconnectedness of issues, recognizing, for example, that the refugee crisis is inextricably interwoven with climate change. Another dimension of goodwill, which is present at such gatherings, particularly the larger international conferences sponsored by the United Nations, are satellite gatherings, often created in whole or in part by civil society. Notable examples of such events took place at the 1992 Earth Summit in Rio and its successor in 2002 in Johannesburg. And there are plans for a similar meeting around the time of the upcoming Conference of the Parties, organised by the COP26 coalition. And these meetings are very clearly expressions of the work of the new group of world servers. They provide a means for ordinary citizens to engage more directly with the subject matter of the conference or the conferences and they help to keep the official representatives of governments engaged in the main conference honest by demonstrating the level of public expectation and demand and providing a way for that demand to be expressed very clearly at the time of the actual conference. Whatever the nature of the event though, <clears throat> it's important to focus on what's happening. It, the process is one of constructive and diverse thinking in the visualization without attempting to determine specific results. In other words, there's no attempt to infringe the free will of participants to choose the outcomes. Excuse me. Um, instead, the emphasis is on empowering those who are present to make choices and, and to charge the main thought form of the conference with creative potential. In this sense, it deliberately mirrors the work of the hierarchy, 
who present an enlightened vision of the plan, yet always leave humanity free to choose their path forward. Focusing back on the practical application of goodwill, while it's obviously the case that many conferences fall short of initial public expectations, they nevertheless give a voice and give a, a, a platform for the vision of the future to reach other members of the new group of world servers and interested sections of the world community. With a growing power of enlightened public opinion adding to the process, conferences are more likely to produce constructive and effective outer results, even though they may seem to take a long time to manifest. Think, for example, of how widespread the acceptance is now for the importance of green energy or recycling. Ideas that were, oh, I can remember them being, feeling, seeming like fringe ideas maybe 20 years ago. While fallible human beings will continue to struggle with implementing the enlightened vision of the plan with sporadic advances and retreats, we should not be discouraged, but instead remain committed to holding that vision before the eyes of all people. In this way, the will to good can work out through goodwill action. Both the Goodwill Meditation Group and the Cycle of Conferences work can contribute to this essential process. So that's all I'm going to say for the moment. And I'd just like to pass it over now to Florian. Hello, everyone. I can be heard, I can be seen, I believe. My, um, what I'm going to address uh, refers to um, the relationship between the cycle of conference and the plan. Several years ago, uh, World Goodwill started its cycle of conference initiative. The cycle of conference initiative contributes in enrolling the lighted goodwill and the thought for making capacities of millions of people around the world in order to support the critical processes taking place uh, in the important conferences, conferences of our uh, day and age. Spiritually minded people appreciate the idea that life uh, unfolds and flourishes and that there lies a lighted future ahead of us. There's an this is an idea that, that rests on the objective of observation that everything evolves and that mankind has journeyed from obscure ages unto this technological day and age. And it is also an idea that is stepped down from our highest aspiration for beauty, love and purpose. The term plan is symbolic for the blueprint of our evolution. Sometimes we structure our thoughts with the idea that the purpose of divinity will come to be revealed through the plan, which becomes manifested through our actions and decisions. Purpose, plan and action 
these constitute uh, a triangle of inspirational qualities. Perhaps it can be said that it often feels misappreciated how the plant flourishes from everywhere at once. For the plant is of the soul, and it is of atomic quality on the form aspect. As we appreciate the idea that the soul is everywhere, then it comes readily to the mind that the plant sprouts everywhere at once. The flourishing of the soul is a gradual raising of the light in all things. And in the same way that points of light interrelate and currents of right relation weave the coordination of lesser organisms to play their healthy part in the life of a greater whole. In that way also, there comes to be nurtured, nurtured points of coordination of greater import for the greater whole. From lesser uh, organisms to greater organisms, these points of coordination symbolically and factually scale up. They scale up as those uh, pivotal ideas that structure our individual mental environment, or as the defining contributions that make for the overall quality of our character. These points of coordination are the people who take responsibility for manifesting leadership as well as the departments with leading responsibilities and of critical role. And these points of coordination are the world leaders and the delegates of all nations that we, the people, have mandated to bring consensual and inclusive understanding with respect to the fruitful unfoldment of human and planetary affairs. These points of coordination are also the conferences themselves. In other words, the many conferences of the world of the world are important aspects of the manifestation of the plan and of how the plan enters the human psyche and is stepped down to the three worlds of planetary endeavor. The cycle of conference initiative acts in support of the emergence of the plan through the important conference and their birthing of ideas and uh, treatises. And let us see together that the World Goodwill cycle of conference is an exercise in the remembrance that we are birthing ideas, pledging ourselves to treatises and taking action together. We are doing this as consciousness because we represent the human kingdom's consciousness. And we are progressively doing this as a group conscious group, which perhaps we would discuss as the new group of world servers. It would therefore be a, a, an illusory foolishness, so to speak, or a, a misunderstanding to say it more softly, to simply uh, wave off our responsibility as co-creators of the world we live in and let important meetings be done without the door of our hearts being open to them 
as well as the light of our recognition streaming towards them. To clarify and energize what is taking place in the planetary body. And taking the point of view of the delegates attending the meeting, it would also be of a uh, constricted mental attitude and a form of misunderstanding to consider that the thinking and precipitating of ideas that is taking place is done in isolation, in isolation from the rest of humanity. Our world is increasingly mental. And we need to recognize that our minds can be inspired through others. And the vitality of our thoughts, perhaps more than the thoughts themselves, can lift others. This recognition allows us to release uh, our ideas toward the plane of mind, as well as receive new ideas. It allows for the entering in of the inspiration and the vitality that will naturally coordinate and sanitize that which, through releasing, becomes less crystallized. And lastly, it allows the human family to build a greater coordinated thought structure that precipitates the light with proportion and geometry down to the detailed and expert level of our involvement to ultimately reveal reality further. As an ending note on, on this topic, and I believe we are going to uh, open the floor and be able to uh, share our ideas in a moment. I also wishes to share that when we discuss the word plan, um, it's not simply what happens around us, but it's a means by which we as a human kingdom uh, can assert in our identity as distinguished from uh, the form aspect, from our own precipitated, precipitated ideas and our thought forms. These are uh, available and well on the plane of mind available to all. A brotherly attitude of mental freedom, uh, of detachment from the ownership of ideas, of receptivity to the in telepathic interplay that rules the distribution of force on the mental plane. Those are factors that allow for the important conferences to become doors of expression for the plan. Such events precipitate and step reality down into incarnation. This is the essence of uh, the contribution I wanted to offer to the group thought uh, prior to the to the discussion, and um, therefore I think Steve is going to take the floor. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Florian. Um, thank you, Florian, and thank you, Dominic, for those incredibly stimulating thoughts. There's so much there in both of um, in both of your presentations. One thing that comes to mind uh, earlier there was an email from Florian which was directing our attention to a comment how the real significance of a lot of this work is to do with ultimately the transformation of public opinion and those who are really working consciously with conscious ideas 
and charging those ideas with visualization, invocation, and real a real pondering and an attempt to enter into the essence of the idea are essentially working with the transformation of public opinion. Um, any thoughts on that? I thought that was such a lovely comment, Florian. I really enjoyed it. it it's, it's very interesting indeed that we, uh, that the quote um, directs us to recognize that public opinion can be more relevant than uh, treatises and legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to mean that we don't need legislation, but where there is no goodwill to um, march forward in an aligned uh, direction, we can always we- find ways to escape legislation. So it's not legislation in itself, which is interesting, but the fact that legislation is, is the symbol of our mutual agreement mm. of where we intend to, uh, to w- walk together. Exactly. Dom, any thoughts? <laughs> I think um, I would just echo what uh, Florian said. Uh, I, I think public opinion, the vox populi, vox dei, is the is the kind of Latin proverb, isn't it? That the voice of the people is the voice of or the will of <clears throat> God, and I think that. It, Public opinion is really, if you think about it, interesting and energizing, connecting public opinion with these conferences is a very important thing to do and finding ways. Um, something that was was said in um, Florian's talk where he, he said about the notion that the conferences are somehow isolated from the rest of humanity. Of course they're not. And, and that's where the the media um, bears a very significant, very important planetary responsibility in the sense of connecting the public with events, giving people a sense of how important they are, uh, apart from anything else, giving people a sense of the, of the issues that are at stake, um, I think is well. It is that is enlightening public opinion. It's it's about sh- making those connections. What we're talking about building uh, the the quote that you talked about then goes on to say, as you pointed out, we're building bridges of of souls and servers. Well, it's about making those connections, building those connections between the public, the conferences, the ideas. And they become beacons of the plan, or they, or they can become beacons of the plan. And the more that we work at this work, <laughs> the more that we do this kind of thing, the more likely that is to happen, and more people will, will realise how important these conferences are. And as a result, the conferences themselves will become more significant in political terms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in a way, I often think, too, that the conferences themselves are like their symbols. They're like rituals that are signposts of this, what we call public opinion. But really, all public opinion is, is the collective human response to the impressions of the plan. So it's sort of humanity, this long process of taking ownership 
of the movement into a an age of wholeness and interdependence. And I mean, everything, even about our own little lives is really about that. It's about the personality taking ownership of what's envisioned as the soul's purpose, the soul's sort of like the destiny of the life. And the these incredible conferences reflect their symbols of this slow process of human consciousness coming to terms with and standing eye to eye with this revelation of wholeness. Um, so let's, I think, let's open this up. We have um, almost 90 people on the, um, on the call. So please um, share your thoughts. You can either post something in the chat. You can click on the reactions button and, um, um, and which will raise your hand and then we'll unmute you. And um, if you have a camera, we'll put your camera on. We're working basically with cameras off unless people are speaking. And um, so let's hear from what people have to say. This, this idea of the relationship between the cycle of conferences project, but also conferences themselves and the act of conferencing. I mean, it's not just these big, huge, international events that the cycle of conferences focuses on. It's the conferences that are going on in our own townships um, that have been going on for decades that are reflections and symbols of the human response to these impulsing ideas of the plan. So we're looking forward to hearing from you. The chat is right now unusually quiet. Mm. It, it might be interesting even just to share people's experiences of yeah. having been at conferences of that kind. I can I can remember quite vividly going to a conference in, in the Netherlands um, quite some years ago. Um, and th what I was saying about, you know, that, that, that sense of goodwill being present and all the participants was just beautiful. Uh, you know, it was truly um, a great thing to experience. Uh, we've got a hand up. Somebody's put their hand up, Steve. All right, Isa, um, can you, Mike, can you un unmute your um, microphone, please? And you can turn on your video if you wish. Isa. Yes, can you hear me? Beautiful. We can. Okay. I, I just want to say you had said that the chat was unusually quiet. It's because it's not on. Wow. <laughs> all, 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 we have, all we have is the, the very first link that you posted to right. the Lucas Trust. So people are not able to respond to or even participate. And I thought perhaps this was the only way that I could reach you to tell you that. Oh wow! Thank you. That's thank you, Isa. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sure that um, Michael um, will be fixing that right this minute. That would be wonderful. So I all, the, all the settings indicate that it is enabled. So I'm not sure what else to do, but I'll keep ah. playing with them yeah. and see. Yeah. I can't. I personally cannot get on other than through this chat uh, part uh -huh. where where I raise my hand. Um, and I don't see anyone else posting anything. So, which is unusual. Mm. 
Mm, maybe Zoom have done some black magic in the background and have changed the settings <laughs> again because they're always doing that. They're always change, tweaking security settings. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's possible that that's it's because of that. And if so, we, we do apologise, obviously. Um, and we'll try and find a way around it. But in the meantime, Issa, if you would like to say anything else, that would also be great. Uh, and if people would like to just put their hands up. Okay. The only thing I would add to the wonderful things that uh, I've heard so far is um, this notion that I came across a number of years ago. I'm a, I'm a holistic educator, and we used to have Saturday morning meetings with uh, like-minded educators. And we discussed a book called Blessed Unrest. Mm. And I'm trying to remember the name of the author. He was... uh, Paul Hawken. Paul Hawken, yep. He was one of the originators of the Greenpeace movement, as far as I can remember. In any case, what was stunning about the ideas in that book had to do with the fact that all over the planet, there are people joining together in small and large groups in order to think of ways or consider ways or act on ways to make uh, reality uh, more peaceful, more harmonious, more wonderful. And though these people do not know each other, they act as antibodies in a way to those that are trying to do harm. Their acupuncture points, like their human acupuncture points all over the planet. So when I heard you uh, say this morning about the importance of conferences, various forms of conferences, I believe that is one of the ways in which human beings can harness the energy of the soul, can harness the energy of consciousness and allow whatever they come up with in terms of solutions or possibilities to be broadcast into the world. And I think it was Florian who used the word telepathy. And I love that word because I believe that we are telepathically attuned, though we don't have all the gifts of telepathy um, perhaps activated but we are in touch with one another. And so anytime we form these groups, my groups are always talking about education because that's my interest, holistic education, soul in education. And I think we've made a difference from 1997 when we had our first cycle of conferences to the current ones that are taking place um, at the University of Oregon every two years, I believe. So the torches get lit when people have conferences, the torches of ideas, and maybe we can also call them the torches of the soul selves. That's, 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 no, Isa, thank you. That's really wonderful. That's a beautiful expression. And I can see that the chat is now open because it's starting to come in. But um, that's a really that's thank you so much that's a wonderful reflection and when you th- when you think of the change that's taken place since paul hawken wrote that book on blessed unrest we yeah. see something of the potency of what's happening in human consciousness 
And as you say, in the field of education, you, you know that so well, um, in the field of soul education and the telepathy that happens through the radiation um, of all the initiatives that are all looking through different lenses at this idea of, of a soul, a deeper education, and the same in every profession, in every field. And the cycle of conferences takes place within this enormously rich human sort of environment of thought and of mind, of shared minds and telepathic interplay between yes. minds. And then the beauty of the goodwill meditation and the cycle of conferences as initiative is that we see that telepathic um, interplay in relation to the, the telepathy with the higher levels um, of yes. the higher kingdoms of mind and heart. Um, Joshua, you have your hand raised. Anyway, thank you. I'm you. leaving now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Can you unmute yourself? Thank you. Can you unmute, Joshua? Yeah, here I am. Uh, there's a comment on Facebook uh, from Matthew Martin. I'll relay it here. He says, uh, Joshua? can you hear me? Yes, oh, we, we can, can hear you. you. Uh, yep. There's a comment uh, on Facebook from Matthew Martin, and I'll uh, relay it here. Let's, he says, we are representatives for all the okay, world. Okay, let's, um, Joshua, if you keep trying to unmute, I see you're unmuted. Steve, Steve I can um, hear him. I can hear him. I'm going to try putting your camera on and see if that's working. Hmm. Steve, can you hear us? Can you hear us, Steve? <laughs> okay. Oh. Let's, I don't um, think Steve can hear anyone. Let's look at the chat, at the chat, because now we've seen the chats are coming in. Okay, we might have uh, to try to communicate with Steve. Perhaps he has uh, uh, something well, going on with the. I with see the what's happening for me. Everybody's muted. Okay. Joshua, why, why don't you just continue? Yeah, so uh, Matthew's comment on Facebook, he says, we are representatives for all the world. We can give higher vision to world leaders and advisors and remind them of the essential principles and human values that should guide all political and economic decisions. What are these essential principles and human values? Uh, and he lists peace and nonviolence, international cooperation, environmental protection, climate stability, fairness and equal rights, food and water for everyone, open education for everyone, economic opportunities, freedom of religion and belief of lifestyle and life choices. May all people be free and have opportunities and enough resources in order to unfold a good life and good relations. Amen, absolutely. Exactly. And I, I think that uh, what Matthew is saying is, is of course, very much connected with the, the cycle of conferences because these are what these conferences are generally about. They are about ways to increase human freedom responsibly uh, and collectively in ways that will benefit the whole. And all of these principles that he's um detailed are the kinds of principles that are addressed at these conferences. So absolutely, I agree. And one other thing that 
we didn't see while while Issa was on the, on the the line was that that um, Paul Hawkins' vision of the of blessed unrest of the groups is very much in line with the, the Alice Bailey teachings and with the idea of the New Gopal World Service. It's very much it's that that phenomenon has been given a number of different names uh, by different people. So yes, it's absolutely true. Steve, can you hear us now? Are yeah, you... yeah, I'm back. It was my it was my problem. I apologise for everybody. Um, <laughs> looking at um, at the chat, David David Trice makes an interesting comment. Could we say that an initiative has a soul, birthing, as Florian has said? And if so, could we not then give force and energy to that soul in our meditation? That's a that's a lovely thought. In a way, I would, to me, I would say that that is what we're doing. Mm, mm. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think this is this is um, this is uh, spot on. Um, this idea that um, something is emerging, something is uh, birthing, something is opening its wings, um, and we as soul uh, contribute to to that emergence. Um, one of the the concepts which I I've, I have found to um, to to stay with me while I was pondering on the topic of this conference is that in order for the conferences to bring fruitful uh, outcome, they wish to um, exteriorize and birth an idea which is of inspirational quality which which is from inspiration and um, in that regard we we wish that the people be experts that they come with expert knowledge but also that they be uh, somehow expert in the use of the mind in its healthy way which is that you may use the mind as uh, with the quality of tension um, towards the ideal that is further than the idol of the words and the keywords and everything else. And that quality of tension um, goes deep into the world of the soul to seek that jewel that comes out and forth and flourishes. That quality of tension, to that we can add. Um, our meditation intention uh, builds up the whole flux of tension which this conference is crowning. That's beautiful, Florian. I mean, to me, even the fact that in, say, the cycle of conferences meditation, but in all the meditation work we do, one of the things we're doing is observing, is noticing that at the center of every, say, of all the weather plan is manifesting. As you say, I love the thing that it's manifesting everywhere. So every profession, every field of expertise, um, our meditation work in essence is to observe these deeper thinkers at the heart of every profession, of, of, of everything, that there are deeper thinkers who are thinking with quality and with intuitive imagination. Um, to, to, and the act of recognizing their presence and affirming that that presence is related to and a part of the working out of the great plan of divinity, that is a terrific um, 
that to me is the essential service that we provide because after all, we are human beings um, and we're using the imagination and we're using whatever spiritual teaching we draw on to build this bridge between um, these, this human manifestation of the plan and taking ownership and the causal level of the plan um, in, as it exists in the mind of God and then as it is radiated through these great beings. Barbara um, makes a comment about the media. Um, so you seem to see their responsibility is to accuse and blame the people in power. Um, and of course, some, and I always think, yes, Barbara, some media um, writers, speakers do, and some don't. Um, so it, there is no conception of a potential joint involvement, which is maybe why those who in the media who don't see a purpose in reporting on conferences. Um, it always amazes me that degree to which now major UN conferences particularly are reported by huge global um, media like the BBC, like um, many of the global media outlets. Um, this awareness of the power of public opinion. And I, th I think just picking up on what Barbara says, uh, it we do have to remember that, of course, that it's always imperfect humans that are participating in this process and the media are just as imperfect as the rest of us. And, and for them, sometimes perhaps the drama of an event is more important than the actual meaning of it. And it's how we find a way to pierce through the, the outer drama and the outer issues of people not doing exactly what they said or not. And that, that's obviously a, a, quite a big issue as we, because our problems are becoming so um, intense and crucial that people do have to start actually doing what they say they're going to do, otherwise we're in real trouble. <laughs> um, but it's how, how we get past that. We, we can't let that be the focus. That's the heat if you like, of the conference, we're looking for the light and what, that's what we're fostering and, and attempting to, you know, build and, and energize. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And again, it's no difference because each of us are the universal human being. And the same applies to, to, to me and to all of us that we have to move past the ideas and the understandings to the education of the, um, the elemental lives that are our humanity, are our, are our personality, and the, the, the work of educating, lifting, transforming, and redeeming. Um, it's not a given. <laughs> it requires will, persistence, and sort of ritual and continuity. Avon makes a good point um, uh, about the significance of the International Day of Peace in the context of this conversation. And uh, that's, I think, interesting. The International Day of Peace is September the 21st. It's United Nations Day. And it extends this idea of conferences to think of points in time that have become significant in global thought. International Day of Peace is one of them. When all over the world, there are a multitude 
of gatherings on that day where the common element is this theme of building right relations, um, building qualities of relationship that will enable peace to prevail. Um, and that's true. That's equally a part of this idea of conferencing um, when on a particular day, suddenly everything um, is oriented around this theme of right relations and, and, and peace and the pathways to peace. Thank you, Avon. And th Avon, of course, is one of the um, primary movers and the founders of this UN Observance International Day of Peace and of the International Day of Peace becoming the truly global phenomena that it now is. Um, we'll, we're 10 past, we'll possibly go for another five minutes because the um, Clint writes, I think the cycle of conferences is a, is a great way for us as a small group of individuals to positively influence world leaders with energy directly from Shambhala on the important issues that will determine our future as a whole. Yes, Santana appreciates the points made of the Goodwill Group energizing the core principles of the conference, how the principles are part of the hierarchical plan, how the conferences are grounding the plan on earth, how the light and love and power of hierarchy is coming down to earth um, and finding expression through the building of right human relations for the benefit of all life and how we are all connected and goodwill purposefully radiated to all humanity, lifts the consciousness of all beings and together with the conferences, creates the thought forms of solution for world problems. Guys, if there's any others that you want to pick up, um, there's so much here. Matthew um, commenting on Barbara Foster's note about the media the powers of media need to give more and more attention to un and global conferences promoting more conversation thinking and even debate on these global topics agreed matthew and to my mind one of the ways we can best help that is by every time where that is being done and it is being done a lot i mm. think um we give it our attention yeah, um we we, mm -hmm. we we send it a beam of light and say yes this is the seed um, so that our focus becomes less on the problems, less on what, what we see as wrong, which as the whole of humanity is so aware of, and becomes more on seeing the future, seeing all those pulses of light that show the way forward, say, for the media. And there are so many. Once we start looking for them, we see them. Yes, on, on that note, uh, I think we are sometimes reminded that one of the qualities that we wish to cultivate is a quality that relates to silence. And the way it is portrayed to us is that when something dissonant is in the air, um, by default, we will give it more echo. And so the quality of, of silence in an esoteric manner is something that we wish to, uh, you know, to grow for ourselves and grow as an understanding is that when something is not really useful when something is dissonant just let it drop um, and it drops by itself 
and one of the ways by which we cultivate this, I think, is what Steve is um, encouraging us to see, to do, is to actively use our attention. Uh, our attention can be used in an active way, and therefore we direct it on that which we seek further. Uh, so, I, I, yes, I think, Steve, you, you, uh, you really underlie a practice, you know, that we have as a humanity to, uh, it, it, will, it will really, uh, it will save us, uh, to be honest. You know, we see medias that promote things that we want more, and we acknowledge them. Our acknowledgement, our recognition is what makes things grow. Absolutely, and 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 I say it in sense that is the exactly the point of the cycle of conferences because it's it's focusing specifically on those events which have the the, the power to move us forward. Um. So, and, and as you say, we we need to find ways to support all the positive aspects, and that's something that World Goodwill has always been. But it's a basic foundational principle of Wagga will to focus on the positive and and uh, what is working and what is expressing goodwill in humanity. Exactly. The um, I think we we really do need to bring this to a close. And so rather, <laughs> there's a lot more on the chat, but I just want to finish with just because it's what's come up. Um, <laughs> as I've scrolled down, um, with Wayne's comment, Wayne Sturber. Mm -hmm. suggests we can consider the oversoul as that higher aspect of which we're all projections into our local environments. I like that's a lovely thought. And the oversoul is connecting all of these local projections. Perhaps the cycle of conferences provides funneled focal reception points for oversoul energies, yet too powerful for individuals. Through cooperation via Wilgerwill and Triangles, this energy can be particularized into one's local environment, offering a touch for the oversoul upon soul levels locally. Thank you for that, Wayne. I think that's a, that's a really wonderful thought. And in a way, as I hear that, that is another way of expressing what Florian, what you've referred to as silence. Um, it's this power of and silence acknowledging because it's in that silence that it moves beyond ourselves and out of the sort of danger of overstimulation and so much energy in this transformation of humanity um, to see something um, that we can simply observe as a group, um, simply observe with love and sort of humble support. Um, that is what, to me, there's nothing more important and valuable that we can do in our inner work in silence. So friends, thank you. Um, thanks, Dom and Florian. As always, it's a joy to work together. And thank you. again, with the three of us, that's just like a symbol of the joy it is to work together with now there are 60 of us, and we know that that itself is a symbol of this big network of fellow human beings seeking to learn to work with silence as a potency. Thank you, friends. Thank you.
the um, if you just give you a little bit of time before we close so that folks can save the chat because um, there's so much rich material in the chat, much of which we didn't get to um, before we finally close. So thank you, friends. <laughs>